Hello, I'm Kiara, world traveler, breathwork facilitator, and life coach. In this podcast, we deconstruct overrated societal norms and shed some light on what it means to be human. From taboo topics such as orgasms to vulnerable conversations on childhood trauma, no topic is off limits. You'll walk away with alternative healing modalities, mindset hacks, and most importantly, a new perspective. In a world where most people are just surviving, I want to help you thrive. Now let's go deeper. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am so stoked for this episode, mainly because this is my jam. This is what I do. This is what I'm getting my master's in. This episode is going to be jam-packed with information about trauma responses, how it gets stored in the body, and the necessity for talk therapy in conjunction with body-based therapies. Um, Although this episode doesn't include specific examples of trauma from real-life people, it may still be triggering to some, so just pay attention to your breath. And if you find yourself tensing, take a break, come back to it when you're ready. But do come back. Trauma education is the number one thing you can do to gain a sense of empowerment and let go of the shame around completely natural trauma responses. So, with that being said, are you ready? Here we go. Before we get into the itty-bitty details, I want to talk about the concept of trauma just a little bit. I feel like so many people misunderstand the word trauma, and that's because of the stigma we have around mental health. And I mean... The fact that the psychotherapeutic community as a whole has a billion different definitions for trauma. There's just a ton of misinformation and the language around it has actually been found to cause more harm than good. So, first off, I do want to stress the fact that trauma is a completely natural response to highly adverse emotional experiences. Trauma symptoms are just your brain and body trying to keep you safe from that, from whatever it was that you went through, from it ever happening again. It is not a chronic illness. It is not something you have to live with forever. It is simply something we have to work through to live our most full lives. So what is trauma? The most holistic and all-encompassing definition is by my mentor, Mastin Kip. His definition is trauma is an experience of threat, disconnection, isolation, or immobilization that results in physical emotional injuries that dysregulate the optimal function of one's body, emotions, brain, spirit, or health. Notice how he states trauma is an experience in that it dysregulates you? Well, Dysregulation is just a call to get back into a regulated state, plain and simple. We do that by having different healing tools in our back pocket, ones that work for us, not ones that are forced upon us. That means if you can't meditate, then you don't have to do it. 
Forcing yourself to meditate when you have an overactive thinking mind and having cleared out all the emotional debris is actually found to do more harm than good. There are so many tools you can use that work specifically for you. There is no one-size-fits-all approach to healing. There does, however, have to be the desire to heal, though, because I'm not going to say that trauma work is all sunshine and daisies. At the end of the day, it is work. You will have to look at parts of yourself that are painful to look at. Go into the emotions that you have been avoiding for most of your life and sift through some heavy shit. But at the end of it all, you will come out lighter, happier, and freer. I also want to be clear, trauma is not about the event. It's about the individual perception of the event. Meaning, everyone can experience a traumatic event differently, make different meanings out of it, and create different beliefs around it. That is why trauma cannot be measured. It impacts everyone differently. Just like everyone has a unique DNA sequence and unique bodies with different shapes and sizes, we also have different ways our brains and bodies process emotional experiences. The current mental health model is lacking. It does not take into account people's background, culture, how they grew up, or the way they may process trauma. There is no one-size-fits-all approach to healing because every individual is so profoundly different. That's where somatic psychotherapy comes in. The word somatic means relating to the body, and psychotherapy is regular talk therapy. In other words, what you normally go to a therapist for. To talk about what you want to work on and intellectually process these thoughts in order to form better behaviors. Many may have heard the term, we carry our issues in our tissues, and science is truly backing it up. For those of you that are in your heads a lot, hold anxiety and intrusive thoughts. Body-based therapy is especially beneficial because there is no way for you to overthink and run a scenario in your head a billion times. Whatever we suppress gets expressed. If we have a lot of anger and we suppress it, it's going to seep out of us into our everyday life. There's a lot of freedom in releasing, and somatic therapy can help access the places in the body where we are holding on to things and experiencing physical, psychic, and emotional discomfort or pain. It mixes body-based therapy and talk therapy as one, treating the individual as a whole as opposed to separated parts. What this means for the current medical paradigm is that it puts the healing on the individual's body, meaning that since we all process and hold trauma in different ways, somatic therapy utilizes the wisdom of their body to unlock it, personalizing healing to that person and releasing whatever needs to be released. You see, when trauma occurs, our bodies activate a protective mechanism. A stressor that is too much for a person to handle overloads the nervous system, stopping the trauma from processing. This overload halts the body in its instinctive fight-or-flight response, causing the traumatic energy to be stored in the surrounding muscles, organs, and connective tissue. Whenever we store trauma in our tissue, our brain disconnects from that part of the body to block the experience, 
this is called disassociation, preventing the recall of the traumatic memory. Any area of our body that our brain is disconnected from won't be able to stay healthy or heal itself. It is thought that the predictable effect of stored trauma is degeneration and disease in some capacity. There is ample scientific evidence proving memory storage in locations other than the brain. Three examples of the body containing extraordinary memory capabilities are 1. Immune system response is enhanced by memory T-cells maintaining information about previous attacks by specific foreign antigens. 2. Muscle memory. And lastly, 3. DNA slash cellular memory possess a complex information storage system. So when considering the vastness of our body's intelligence, it is no wonder that our muscles and fascia are capable of holding actual memories. This is why verbal therapy isn't enough to clear stored trauma. Somatic, meaning body-based tools, are needed to help regulate the nervous system and emotionally heal trauma. A simple example of how the body and nervous system have a mind of its own is when you logically know something, yet your body reacts in ways that say otherwise. This could look like a socially anxious person logically knowing that they are safe around other people and that the people at the party that they're at won't physically harm them, yet their body is holding on to emotional trauma most likely caused by other people. So the body then increases their heart rate, their breath quickens, and they start disassociating or entering into fight or flight mode. It's one thing to logically know something or that you're safe, and yet it is another thing to wholeheartedly feel it, or in more precise terminology, for your nervous system to know it. Believe it or not, we see this trauma response in other mammals as well. Dr. Peter Levine, one of the originators in the field of somatic therapy and the author of the book Waking the Tiger, describes how after a hunt, female lions, who do all the hunting for the pride, wrestle around with each other extensively to help their bodies complete the stress response the stress response that comes from the hunt itself. Because when you have that much adrenaline in your system, your your body has to process it. In a society where we are, where we hide our emotions and our go, 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 that just doesn't happen. We are all a little guilty of this. When we get stressed, we tend to hold it in. Then we go to a coffee or alcohol or social media or whatever it is that we use to check out a little bit. But that cortisol, that adrenaline, stays in our system, and the only way to release it is through movement, just like female lions do with wrestling. If we fail to release that excess energy, it stays in our bodies and wreaks havoc on our nervous system, which is responsible for regulation, which is why it's so hard for you to stay present and to not be anxious and to really live um, your most full life. You could look at the wrestling of the female lions as a form of somatic therapy. Things we used to do primitively to get away from a threat include running, 
climbing, jumping, swimming, shaking, dancing, all kinds of movements help to complete that stress response, to move it through. Otherwise, it gets stored somewhere. Somatic psychotherapy not only takes into account what you are thinking, but it pays attention to what the body has to say, rather than whatever logical explanation that the mind concocts. Since our bodies store so much information, more often than not, our bodies can tell us more than our thinking mind. Why is this? Because our bodies don't have a perceptual filter. And sometimes our unconscious mind will intentionally block traumatic memories from resurfacing to keep us safe so we don't go through it again. But our bodies remember. This is why combining somatic and verbal therapy can successfully bring a trauma to completion. Somatic therapy taps into your unconscious memories, past trauma and repressed emotions, and it unlocks them. Then, talk therapy instills you with development of the inner resources needed for navigating and responding to traumatic experiences. The somatic therapist is trained to help you do both. Tap into your body to release the trauma, then make meaning out of these experiences and integrate them in a way that allows you to live a lighter, anxiety-free life. I'm going to make a podcast episode out of what a typical therapy session with a somatic psychotherapist looks like. Since we are a rare breed of therapists that are trained in both somatics and talk therapy, our process looks much different than any regular therapy session you may have been to. If you can't find a somatic therapist in your area, or that just isn't feasible for you right now, movement in general helps release stuck energy anytime you may be feeling anxious or heavy. Although you won't get the integration of verbal therapy and expert-led somatic healing, really any form of movement does help release and let go of whatever you're currently holding on to. I mean, if anxious lions can do it, so can we. <laughs> I'll be posting some quick tools on my Instagram, but one thing off the top of my head could be shaking. Just shaking off whatever you're holding. Although, they may th- although you may think... It's silly at first. Shaking your body really helps with nervous system regulation. And again, this is just a quick tool and does not replace therapy in any way. It does help you quickly ground yourself when you're feeling anxious or stressed, though. Other forms of somatic tools include breath work, certain bodywork styles, trauma-informed yoga, and embodiment practices. Just please make sure to do your research, read reviews, and make sure that you feel safe with them. Breathwork especially. All too often, I've come across other facilitators that aren't ethically guiding individuals through the breathing process, and this can sometimes re-traumatize them. Always ask if they are trauma-informed and how long their credentialing program was for. Make sure it wasn't just a weekend breathwork certificate. Make sure it's at least 2-3 months. Lastly, before you do any of this work, three things are necessary for the body to release stored trauma. And that is one, you need the inner resources to handle the experience that were not in place when the experience originally occurred. Also, this can be an expanded state of awareness as breath work induces. If you don't feel like you have any inner resources or tools in your back pocket, I recommend you see a somatic psychotherapist or see a regular therapist 
in conjunction with your somatic practices. Because without the inner resources to handle everything that is coming up during a bodywork session, then how are you going to fully integrate that trauma and handle that emotional experience again? It would just be re-traumatizing. Number two, the space for traumatic energy to dissolve into when released, meaning being full of tension and stress does not allow the necessary spaciousness for the stored trauma to move. This is why during a breathwork session, my clients and I work with a nose inhale. Mouth inhale creates more armoring and resistance, uh, i.e. less spaciousness, less unwinding, and less inhibition. Number three, connection of the brain with the area of the body where the, where the trauma is stored, i.e. full embodiment. For all of this to even start occurring, a sense of safety has to be present. Safety is the key. If we don't feel safe in the world, we can't fully engage with another person, be it a friend, family member, lover, or therapist. On a physiological level, if we don't feel safe, our body won't function optimally. Our nervous system is running a wire and there's no room for growth or expansion because your body is just trying to survive. We want to get you to a state of thriving, not just surviving. So if you're experiencing anxiety or you're stressed or depressed, any of the emotions that society deems as bad, really what it comes down to is that physiologically, you don't feel safe. And when you're not feeling safe, coming to a place where you can feel safe within is the most important safer healing because this is the one body you have. You're taking it everywhere with you. It's the most important relationship you will ever have throughout your lifetime. And again, this could be different for everyone. So trying out different regulation practices until you find one that's right for you is so important. Ugh. Okay, that was a mouthful. <laughs> I do hope that this episode helped clear up any questions you may have around somatics, trauma, and the mind-body connection. Also, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or shoot me an email if you have any questions. I'm here to help. Until next time, my loves. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed listening in, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes. And if you aren't already following me on Instagram, log on and follow me at Kiara period Raphael. In the meantime, have the most magical day.